Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Guten Morgen, Amy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I wanted to say that in German, but um, my German's a bit rusty. <laughs> it's right. Uh, what people don't know is that we're both language students. So I think it's those small little things that you actually get excited about uh, when you when you can actually remember something in the languages that you studied. Um, I am uh, vielen Dank and uh, vielen Dank. No, uh, sehr gut. I'm very good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what's funny actually um, we're talking about languages now and the guest of today's podcast is a lovely Maya Oliphant and she actually uh, talked to me about languages because also she does know a lot of languages so fellow kindred spirit guys mm-hmm. um, lovely guest today uh, Maya is actually going to talk about journaling with us uh, which is a lovely practice and I actually do a spot of journaling on my phone with an app that I do mention in the podcast so guys check out for that one hear it out and also on a little notepad but I also know that you have a personalized notepad Amy uh, do you still use a little notebook yes yeah I do it's one that's um, it's kind of it's a weekly planner and journal so it's got spaces for this month's ambitions this month's goals um, and every day to do this so yeah I really like it um because I kind of go back and forth between loving journaling and then just feeling like I don't have time for it so this kind of makes me focus in and just short little snippets I love that and I think that's such an important thing as well and actually mine's on a mission to get as many people as possible to journal so I'm really I'm, I'm sure that everybody who's a bit on the fence will get really really excited because uh, that's her life work and she definitely knows her stuff so I hope this gives you a bit of motivation on those days when you're like ah should I get back to my little sexy notepad and mm-hmm. so yeah guys All I can say is let's give it up. Let's listen to today's episode. Thank you so much, Haven, for being with me today. It was always lovely to speak to you. Hello, Mai. How are you? Good, and how are you? 
I am fantabulous. I, I I think already gave you the experience of uh, what you call engaging fab. I call this uh, weird fab. There's some weird sort of energy that I've got going on today. So um, I apologize in advance for any weird faces I might make on Zoom that the audience will not be able to see. <laughs> I'm going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your views only. It's for your enjoyment only, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to have you here today from Utah especially so from the other side of the world um and I'm really grateful that you made that time because I I love to get to know new people and obviously your journey and what you're up to and what you do but before we get to that I thought "Mm, let's share something something that many people don't know let's start the introduction of who you are by telling us something that maybe even your audience doesn't know about you and they're gonna be like oh girl I didn't know that So yeah, uh, I'm setting the scene. I want to see what you come up with. I want to hear things that will surprise us. So I'll leave you the stage and tell us something. Okay. Well, um, something people might not know about me is that I know four languages and I pick up languages very quickly, but for some reason, when I'm nervous, whether it's my native language or not, I can't speak any of them. I sound like a foreigner in every single one. When I'm nervous, if I'm not nervous, people are like, oh, whereabouts are you from? And usually I'll say something along the lines of, oh, I'm actually not from here. So I want to know which languages. I love that. But what are the languages now? Now I'm a linguist myself. So now I'm curious. Okay. Uh, Obviously, English, French, Creole, Spanish. I knew Italian for a bit, but. I haven't used it in 15 years, so that's not something that I claim. <laughs> I promise that I won't test you then on the Italian. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I promise thank I won't you. get into that. I promise. <laughs> Do you know a lot of languages then? Uh, I know. I know-ish. <laughs> I know-ish. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's the know-ish. I know-ish five. So uh, English, nice. Russian, German. Why is it English, Russian, German, Italian, and Spanish? And then French is just there whenever I have to say five words. Yeah. It's it's very much like hide. But I I understand where you're coming from when it comes to um, the confidence. Sometimes it's so easy to lose it. And um, for me, what I found is that the only thing that I can do is in English, I can very quickly switch between Italian and English. That sometimes really, really boggles people. But it's because I stopped uh, being too controlled or worried about what I say. Exactly. And, and suddenly, like, all of them mix in. And that's the problem. Like, when you start actually being really, you know, terrified or nervous in your case as well, I, I see why that would happen. So that's a really, really cool thing. I love, again, I re- totally relate with you with that. So that's <laughs> awesome. And obviously, as you said, also, it's kind of funny, though, uh, you mentioned being a mom and, like, kind of interesting how, especially now that we're living at home so much. And obviously, this is still a big part of our lives, obviously, for what you do as well. You still would, anyway, not go to the office necessarily. But it's really interesting to see how much how our routines have changed and how mm-hmm. much making time for ourselves has become a very interesting endeavor. Um, yes. So when and it's talking- interesting. Yeah. No, I was just saying that it's interesting that it's when we are a little more isolated that we need to learn how to take care of ourselves even more because you wouldn't think you're like, well, I'm already just me, myself, or like a small group of people. But really, that's when you realize how little 
you either know about yourself or you feel good about yourself. Oh, I like that. Where would you say, how would you say, would you do that? Personally, I guess, obviously, depending from people, but I know that writing and journaling and obviously that kind of looking in what is a big tool for you, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of wondering, is that one of those things that really helped you or is there something else that really helped you, as you say, kind of like getting that perspective back almost? Oh, definitely. It's journaling. It's interesting because I was having a conversation with someone um, maybe two weeks ago and they were saying, well, not everyone needs journaling. Everyone, you know, everyone has their own thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty flexible person. I believe everyone is different and do their things in their unique ways and all that jazz. But I do believe everyone should journal. I think the real question that people get confused with should everyone journal is how should everyone journal? Everyone journals differently, but you've got to have a tool where you can be reflective. There's no way you can make this journey life, this journey, the kind of journey you want, a happy one, if you're not reflecting in some way or another. You can reflect any way you want, but that's still journaling. It's just you're using different tools to do it. And I love that. And I was kind of thinking what you just said. I was thinking that is probably where she's going to go with it. It's like, I I believe that some of us have the idea that journaling is one thing. And our generation, our gorgeous generation, probably, let, let me see if you relate with that, thinks about it a tiny bit as like, you know, the secret diary type of journaling. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Queen. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm the, I'm actually, fun fact, guys. Oh, and mine as well. I used to have a, um, one of me and my best friend had a joint journal. I don't know if you ever had that. I've never had it, but I know of it. <laughs> and then we can like, like, we'll pass it because we were living further away than what usually like your friends will live. She was only a couple of cities away from me. So we will see each other only once or twice a week. So we'll actually pass along and talk about each other's week. Uh, so that's kind of, for me, what I find when you say journal, that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's not the only one, but that's how I would have perceived it at the time. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, most people, that's exactly what they think about. And while that is powerful, having a joint journal with someone helps you deepen that relationship or maintain that relationship. That's not all there is. But yeah. Do you find that the type of journaling that resonates with you the most? Is it something that you do on a consistent basis? Or do you actually like to explore different ways to obviously get the words out, the feelings out, whatever you're really trying to draw out with your, obviously with your practice? Yeah, both actually. So I am more of a free flowing, just writing kind of journaler, but I constantly add new things or different things to it because sometimes you just need different things. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I just need to make a list of my thoughts or I just need to, it's just so different. It depends on who you are personally. That's just my thing. But for someone else, like my sister-in-law, she's an illustrator. And in her journal, you'll find just a lot of pictures to describe how she's feeling. And there's, there's no way I, I can look at her picture and, and feel it, you know? So that is her form of journaling while she writes as well. Pictures is a big part of it. I love that. And it reminds me of actually, um, there's a, a technique of how to do doodling like has a learning tool almost yeah I don't yeah. know if you've seen that yeah I was like, that's cute and again obviously it's probably a bit more fulfilling when you feel like oh I'm actually doing a really cute doodles nothing wrong yeah. with simple doodles but you know men no. are stick 
maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to each their own. But I, I found it really interesting because I, I came across it a couple of months ago and I was like, a lot of people are now, you know, using that as a way to almost enrich and make uh, their, their journals or their thoughts or their notes a bit more engaging for them. So it's really interesting mm-hmm. to see how it can mix and almost taking the time to figure out what works for you, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think one of the big things you need to let go of is the need for perfection in your journal. Like you, I know we all look and we see these amazing spreads, like when it comes to bullet journals, or even when someone journals and they draw these beautiful things around it. And if we can't do that, it's like, what's the point of trying? But you know what, it might still be what works for you and what you makes you happy. You've got to do something, one, that eliminates that, just let go of that need of journaling, but also makes you happy to do it because it's not sustainable if you're not going to enjoy yourself. And that's kind of, that's exactly where I can see another misconception. Obviously, misconception may be in inverted commas, but there are a lot of things that we think we should do or ways that our, you know, some of practices that we do should look like. And I think journaling can be one of those, especially again, hit the nail on the head, the blooming bullet journals. Beautiful. My friend also does a beautiful wash. Does all that. Mm-hmm. And, but again, then obviously you see them maybe on social or line or wherever you see them. And maybe in your head, that's kind of what you think you're supposed to do. And that's the way that you're supposed yeah. to plan your day, put your thoughts out. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting because like the rise of obviously being able to share that sort of work and that sort of practice online has almost yeah. put a bit of pressure on what is it supposed to look like? Yeah. It's supposed to look like any way you want. I mean, this is interesting because you are having a conversation with yourself. You're not having a conversation with a stranger where you're bringing your best and most, like you're, you're all glammed up, right? Your journal is not supposed to be all glammed up unless that's you and you love it. It's supposed to be raw. It's supposed to be something that really just makes you feel connected and brings reflection and action to your life and and so it really it looks so different for everyone um it could be just writing one word it could be multiple words it could be a picture it could be speaking it could be typing it could be anything and you know it's interesting so here let's do a little practice what what's your favorite quote uh oh god what's my favorite sorry what quote ah quote okay uh oh god oh gosh uh hmm, that's a hard one Uh, wait okay guys pretend that i'm not doing this i'm actually gonna cheat and i'm actually gonna look at my list of quotes (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's good you have a Um, list of quotes yeah i have a list of ginormous quotes there's a oh there's the one that i love from uh, michael jordan bam 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 one second guys i'm finding it sorry this is very sexy Oh, well. uh, li- live sort of vibe. But you know what? This is journaling. It's live, and sometimes it you have to step back, and you know it's not perfect. And yeah. I love so this it. is this is a super long one, by the way. So apologies, that's not what you wanted. But um, it says I've missed more than nine thousand shots in my career. I've lost almost three hundred games. Twenty six times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed. I failed over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. Ooh, so why do you love that quote? Uh, because it shows what perseverance really means and puts uh, the idea of success in perspective. So what 
were you thinking when you first or the first couple of times when you read that quote or even now what what came to life in you your personal being your personal life that made you connect with this good question um i thought uh that that it's me pretty much i was like oh yeah i can see myself i can see those things and it, it empowered me to look at them in a different way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and this is exactly it. You can take a quote that you love, put that in your journal and just really dissect why you feel so connected to that quote. And you learn a lot about yourself or you reinforce things for yourself. It just brings a lot of clarity because when you connect with something, whether that's music or a quote or just a conversation or someone, there's more, there's more that goes on than that and that that's a journal entry right there it's just a conversation with yourself about what is why why you're feeling this way why you're thinking this way why you're doing this thing um and it's interesting in that life is a journal prompt for me personally, you know, anything and everything can lead to a journal. And often I hear people say things like, I don't know what to write about. And for me, it's because they're hiding what they want to write about. We always have something going on in our heads. So if we don't want to take the time, and I find that's one of the difficulties people have with journaling is either they have too much going on inside their heads or what they really want to journal about is so profound and so hard that they don't want to make it a reality. They don't want to face it. And, and so sometimes they, they'll journal away someone else journals because they don't want to do it. They don't want to, they don't want to face that vulnerability. I can see that it's almost like, as you say, we do ask ourselves a lot of questions uh, pretty much hourly if not if not less because that's the way that we obviously there's a question and we answer ourselves every single time whether it's what I'm gonna have for breakfast or you know the the choices are actually answers to some questions and I think as you said there is something to be said about some of those unanswered questions or some of those feelings that we don't want to tap into as you said that awareness with why am I feeling this way and being able to answer that, uh, I'm going to do out loud again in inverted commas because it can be out loud speaking, it can be out loud by writing it, but it's really putting it down there. I think there's an element of of more actually acknowledgement, whereas sometimes we, easy, as you say, it's, it's just the path of least resistance. It's like, ah, la, 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 I'm feeling a bit anxious, but I'm not going to think about it. It's fine. Yes. So yeah. it's gonna hit us, isn't it? So it's kind of like almost like purging it every so. Sorry for the singing, by the way. I know it was. Oh, I love cool. it. <laughs> no, I liked it. I'm here for it, guys. I'm here for it, guys. Um, but I can I can see that. I can see that as that way to take that time and almost honoring uh, those questions and answers that we probably would struggle to go through, and we have yeah, to actually and- put the work in. Yeah, yeah. We think like if we ignore it it will go away or things will get better, but things stay under the surface and comes out. It could be years later, just in the weirdest way. It becomes a trigger almost, right? You've got to take the time to just figure out what it is so that you can move on better. Is there, and that's what I'm thinking, is there any, 
I know this probably is like a million dollar question. It's probably a million. But is there any prompt, I would say, any prompt, any journaling prompt that you think can be one that somebody that gets really excited about this episode, rightfully, wants to try, wants to try to just kind of get their thoughts out. So maybe like a, a prompt that can be good for somebody that maybe doesn't, doesn't feel comfortable about journaling, but also somebody that loves it. What could be a go-to one for everyone just to try and, uh, you know, get their thoughts out from? Okay. Um, I find two, two really the, the quote thing, because everyone has some kind of quote or song they like, and that's, that sometimes becomes easy, uh, writing because you, if you're listening to it or looking at it while you're writing, you can't help but feel that emotion. Right. And another one I think that's really good is just to look at a picture that makes you feel and then just write either what's going on in that picture or why it makes you feel. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm going to ask you now, though. Yeah. What is a question? Uh, no, sorry, almost was a question. Lol. What is a uh, song? I had an Italianism there. What is a song uh, that you love uh, that actually you like to journal on or that you have journaled on? And why? Uh, <laughs> so there's a, a song. Let's see. It's ABBA. Yes. The winner takes it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that one. I for some reason it really resonated with me years and years and years ago I my heart was broken right um and it just resonated with me so much and when I would sing it I would just cry and of course crying helps right but it would just make me think of the whole situation right and I had to journal about the fact that I felt like I was the loser in this whole thing even though I did the breaking up <laughs> but I felt like I was the loser and because this person moved on so quickly that it broke my heart even more. It was like, what? Um, they were engaged within a month of us breaking up. Yes, this is oh. not. Yeah. And I was like, wow, there is like no wiggle room for. Wow. I've thought about this and you know what? Let's give it a try. And I felt like just she won she won it all even though she wasn't in the picture or whatever it is. anyway it doesn't even matter but it was so wonderful journaling about that song and how it made me feel and realizing that really I didn't lose I gained so much so much wisdom and knowledge and patience uh for myself and in relationships um so that's one thing I mean there's more into it but I'm sure we're not gonna talk about that the whole time so I just love the song and I, I again it's a really great uh way to actually again interpret it so I can understand why why that's where your brain went but I just thought that it was ABBA as well that's that's an extra little little pearl there um and kind of like what also I love about some of the prompts that you're giving and some of the ideas is a lot of that reflection with the journaling, which I think it's obviously a big part of that. Again, talking to ourselves and obviously asking ourselves the questions. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, as well as reflection, how do you find people use, can use, I guess, um, journaling for visualization and almost motivation? Would you say that it's something that you see can go hand in hand? Or you see most people tend to just be more reflective when it comes to their journaling or some people also use it or even yourself to actually think about, I need to do this big project or I have this big goal and I want to find myself motivated and almost visualize it into existence. 
Yes. No, I, I use it in so many different ways. Like if I, I could show you, but, and most, and people use it different ways. It's hard to say most people use it this way and the other way, because I've seen so many different ways of it being used. Um, for instance, the other day I was just feeling so off and I didn't know why I was feeling off. So I pulled out my journal and I was like, this is how I'm feeling. I don't know why. So let me just write the steps when I started feeling that way. So I just wrote number one, felt that way two days ago. Number two, what happened before that? And then I figured out why. And then I made a list. This is how I'm going to go on with my day. And I created a stairways, right? A stair, um, a staircase. Sorry. I created a staircase and on it, I just put like, this is the things I was going to do to get myself to this point in the future. Right. Um, but there's just so many ways, like you can use it in any way possible. I'm just, I'm trying to think of some good ways I've used it lately. Uh, oh, I have this one. It's called a check-in. So it's a page I created. It's a check-in and I have three different parts, emotional, physical, spiritual. And I just go and put the date and put one line in each one about checking in with my body, with my mind, with my emotions. Is that answering the question? I'm hoping. Yes, it is. Yes, okay. it is. You know, so there's just, there's just so many ways of using it. Don't box yourself. Don't box yourself. Don't think that if you're going to journal that you you have to do it the same every single time. It's going to be effective either way. Just go with the flow because most of the time you'll know whether you want to chat about something or you want to do bullet points. You just, you feel it or you just want to draw a picture. You just know. And I think sometimes it's just learning to trust yourself and not getting stuck in the well, this is the way they do it. And I love that they do it that way. I, I just want to do it that way. I think I've been there myself in the past where I was just, mm-hmm. this is the way that things need to look like or mm-hmm. they need to be done. And that's oh, yeah. why, you know, when I started to be like, eh, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm, this is how I'm going to jot down my notes. So this is how I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pull out what I'm thinking. It actually made it, it made it, as you say, made it more fun. Yeah. Um the only problem though, which I don't know, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I'm going to ask the question anyway, is that then you end up having loads of journals for different things. Is that the case with you? And we got like a literally a cupboard full of journals that we cannot now see. <laughs> you know, I have done that. And that so that's gotten annoying. So I have one main journal, to be honest, and I always carry it with me. I I'm not joking. Like if I'm going from the bedroom, I have my journal in my hand and I put it in the kitchen. It just, sometimes I leave it in the bedroom, but it's always in my purse. But I also have a bullet journal and that one is more of a planning thing. It's like, I just want to know how I want my day to go. And I just want to check back my day. Um, and, and so I, I, I find that it can be difficult if you have too many journals although if that works for you that's fine just have one main place because otherwise you end up feeling spastic what's the word like what's the word you just end up just feeling like 
unsettled and frantic, yeah. I guess. A bit unsettled. Yeah. Yeah. Frantic. Yeah. So it's better to have one main thing and be okay if it just looks different. Uh, to me, the, the, the thing that always bugged me is not being able to figure out where this specific note that I want to look back in is. And so that's why I, like buying journals with page numbers if I can, because then at least I can write down, okay, it was in this page. But that's also why I have a bullet journal because then I can put just like certain things there and it's easy to find. I love that. And you know what? I I do something similar in the way that I have one, I still have one journal that is more where my thoughts go. And then I have one journal, I can call it a journal, I guess, but that is more for most planning and just kind of keeping me a bit accountable during the day. I find that's usually my separation. I know people can actually go a bit cray cray on how many journals you've got. Yep. That's exactly what mine is. It works really well for me and it's easy for me. I just wanted something that was easy to carry around instead of carrying around five journals, which I used to try to do, but it's just like two journals or one journal, just something so that whenever I have the time or whenever I have the thought, but of course you also have your phone. I've also pulled out my phone to speak into it, whatever it is I need to speak. That's really nice. That's actually something that I know a couple of my clients as well do. So I know that it just depends really on the medium that makes it easier for you to get your thoughts out in a, I think in a quick way without having to feel too forced or maybe like too conscious about it almost. So yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now Next step, that's um, something that obviously, if people are trying to build a practice with the journaling, and obviously we said just get started, like, you know, a couple of questions you can ask yourself, but is there, I know that you do run some challenges yourself and you have some kind of series of prompts and more guided elements. Mm-hmm. What would you say would be a great type of challenge or type of accountability that people can create if they want to say, I want to try and journal for a bit? and see if I can turn it into an ongoing practice. Is there a type of journaling, a type of challenge that you think you've seen people really find it transformative or exciting? Um, Well, you know, journal prompts, because it just gets their things flowing. And sometimes you look at a journal prompt and you'll think, this is a silly question, but whatever, I've committed, just commit. And so you start writing and then, in the end, you discover some amazing things and you're like, wow, wow, I didn't even know that was buried in there. So a journal prompt. And I feel like sometimes having a journaling buddy, if you decide to do a challenge, which is awesome, see if you can find a friend who's willing to do the challenge with you. And sometimes that builds your journaling practice enough that even if they stop, you might continue. And and the hope is that you will continue. And I feel that along with, so I have a 14 day challenge. And in one of the, one of the challenge days is figure out where in your schedule you can put this practice. It can be five to 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be long. We all have five to 10 minutes, but interestingly enough, people are not willing to give up their TV time per se, right? They don't want to take the Netflix time to they'll give up anything else but that and it's like but this is self-care and I understand you need to veg sometimes but can you take five minutes or 10 minutes from that time you would sit down and watch Netflix and just write a brief journal entry don't force yourself to do a very specific thing you don't even have to force yourself to do it every day and that's another thing don't force yourself to do it every day don't jump in running 
just try to be regular and take it slow. But yeah, journal prompts are very good ways to start, especially if you have a buddy. I love that. And actually on the prompt side, I will, I mean, I already trusted you that it would work, but I can also say from my personal experience, they'll be working wonderfully. I don't know if I'm going to literally blow your mind. So I'll tell you if her mind is blown, I will let you know, because you might not be able to see her face. But I discovered this app that is called Jour, which is like the beginning of journal. Jour. Uh I'll I'll put it also in the show notes, but it is little buddy that is called Jour. Oh, okay. Um, like day and, in French. Okay. Exactly. Like day in French, guys. And it is like a daily journal prompts app. Oh, and yes. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen it. And again, I put a link in the show notes. And the reason why I tried it is because I was struggling with, um, with actually being able to uh, write it down when it came to like the personal stuff. It's really easy for me to do a journaling for work, but not for that. I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a go. And because it, kind of goes with my mood it checks your mood and then it will tell you maybe you should try this uh, five minute prompts and stuff yeah so obviously this is a different version of it I think it just worked with me because I just like to put emojis and stuff <laughs> on my entries ofs um but I realized that the fact that there are prompts that are very specific and then like they go for like you know two or three prompts per per mini sessions I guess and they go with a concept it really really helped and I think that's that can be a, such an easy way for people that are not really sure how they should start or what they should do. Instead of saying, I'm going to write gratitude every day. Maybe switch yeah. up and change it up because that has been a great game changer for me. Yes, exactly. I'm so excited that you were willing to do that in something different. Yay. And that's the thing. Like, instead of giving up saying, hey, this is not working. This is not my thing. Just figure out, okay, maybe this aspect of it is not your thing what else could you do? And I love that you did that because journal prompts are powerful and, and they're popular for a reason. It's because it, it works. And I love that you always check your mood because I think that's also very important in what you want to write. It's super cute. It literally, the first thing that he asks is like, how are you feeling? And you're like, oh yeah, cool. I'm a feeling, you know, it's just, it puts things in perspective and is, I think, I don't know how it is for Americans. Apologies, Americans. They're also very bubbling, by the way. So I always assume that Americans are always happy. But uh, that's really, you know, I I live in Britain where people are very polite. So, but what happens, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you had the same guys, but people will tell you like, how, how are you? But I'm like, fine. So the how are you? It's not really on how are you question a lot of the times. Is a how are you just after an hello? So when people answer sometimes how are they are doing, the answer is very robotic. Like, yeah, I'm fine. We yeah. don't really put the thinking into it when sometimes people ask us. I see this a lot in the UK. I don't know if it's the same for you. Oh, yes. Of it's course. A, yeah, here. It's a massive cultural thing. Mm-hmm. No, and I and I actually think that's a lot of places because if you answer any other way, uh, one, either you leave yourself vulnerable. Again, we have a hard time being vulnerable. Or two, we feel like we'll make someone else uncomfortable. They don't want to hear the truth. They just, they're asking politely. And let's just give them that. Let's just say fine. That's very true, actually. What I'd say is as an Italian, I'm going to put all the Italians in one basket, but as an Italian, we, it's one of those things like we, we, we don't ask it in a very automated way. So I think there's a bit more thinking inside us. You know, I just mm-hmm. think about it when I would say it would be different. Whereas mm. I find that it's very much bypassed. And that's one of the things that I think, 
puts a lot of power into asking ourselves, how am I doing? Because as yeah. you say, we can be, we can learn to be vulnerable with ourselves because nobody else yeah. needs to know that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's interesting though. Again, I, I put the Brits in there because I knew that was the case, but Glad is <laughs> not the only one. No, no, it can be like that here too. It depends where you are, but yes. Um, I think it's, you know, sorry, let me try to say this correctly. Often during the day, you can easily forget to stop and think about how you are doing. You could go on with your day and not realize that something is upsetting you. Something's not right. You don't like something because you just don't stop. You're too busy, right? You're too busy to even check that you're doing okay. And so the power in something like that is immediately it makes you stop. Immediately, it makes you try to figure out ways to do things differently. Oh, I'm unhappy. What makes me unhappy? Oh, doing dishes, maybe. I don't know what it is. And then you either figure out, well, I have to do dishes anyway, so I might as well figure out some ways to make it more fun. Maybe I can make uh, play some music or, hey, I have the money. I'm going to hire someone else to do my dishes or switch chores with someone. But like something so simple and so easily solved could be weighing on you and you didn't even know. So simple, right? But yeah. And I love how you mentioned that. It's almost like, as well as the awareness, then you can start asking yourself the questions. That's when you claim almost the power back. You're like, okay, I feel this way. What can I do to make myself feel better? Now that I acknowledge that, I actually can ask myself those questions because it's that. And I think mm-hmm. it, it, it is, a again, and I can see how that comes also with that practice of journaling. That's what we will do. But you will ask yourself the questions in order to write um, it's almost like the, the 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 rule of the wise. You know, ki- kids tend to ask why a lot. You say, yeah. the, the, you know, the sky is blue. Why? Because it's blue. Why? So, you know, there's always like an extra why. It's always trying to get to the core of the matter. And I think as adults, we stop doing that a bit more. We stop actually trying to go to the core of the matter. We just go for the surface. So it's good to be able to go deeper and deeper yeah. into what is troubling us. Yeah, exactly. I feel in order to really have the kind of profound impact you want on your life and on the world, you have to be willing to go deeper. Love that. Love that. Now, Ziz, I'm going to ask you the last question because the time has cometh to ask the late, the last, I know I don't want it either. So fun. (laughs) Oh, damn it, man. But, But we'll make sure that this last question is the most fun of them all because I want to know out of anyone, dead or alive who would you take out to brunch and why i think it would be it goes back and forth because there's a few people i love but it would be emily dickinson because her poetry touched me so profoundly so early on um but i want to know like i just want to have a conversation with her to see like hey what what's going on behind the scenes? I mean, you know, history, right? You know what, in general, what went on in their lives, but you have no idea exactly what went on in their mind, except if they w- wrote things like poems or stories, then you get an inkling. But I'd love to sit down and talk to her about the way she was feeling during that time period in her life. 
love that that is a great answer so well done my lovely well done <laughs> i don't think you can get get that answer wrong <laughs> that is very very true that is very very true and people tend to think oh everybody said that person I'm like no they didn't so you see it's very unique to everyone so thank you for playing along and thank you for being here it was oh thank you for having me it was lovely to connect and you're mm. such a such a sweet gentle soul it was oh. really lovely you're so nice. kind you're so kind and I love it you did not make weird expressions I was wanting it hoping it but I'm like man she's such a cheerful gorgeous woman so I'm so excited to be here and uh, it's amazing that you've built this kind of community so yeah thank you thank you so much my love what if people want to find more about you let's give them something to do now they're ready they're primed they're ready to get more of you in your life where should they go okay my website, which is shape my, my M-A-I, shapemylife.com, um, where they can find 11 journal prompts for healing and a 14-day journal challenge if they want to get started with journaling. So those are good places to find me. I will definitely recommend going for that. And let's take on a 14-day challenge. I think there's no better time right now to do that. Thank you so, so much again. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. You too. Thank you for having me again. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at creativeimpactco. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group.